Hello, this is Pretty Guardian from Nerd Cage Live, and we just wanted to thank you for listening to this audio-only version of the show. And be sure to subscribe here and over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash nerdcagelive. Watch out for those weirdos. We are the weirdos, mister. Yo, what's good? This is Pretty Guardian. And today you are trapped in the cage with me to talk about my 10 favorite movies. So as some of you might have guessed, number 10 on my list is The Craft. This was one of my first exposures to witchy stuff, and I absolutely loved it. All of the characters are iconic. Now at number nine on my list is the movie The Little Mermaid. This movie is about every child's awkward sexual awakening to fish people. Okay, just me? Well, anyways, check out these biceps on King Triton. I'd be calling him daddy too. This movie came out in 1990, the same year that I was born. And to me, it's just a cherished childhood film. And on top of that, the animation is absolutely stunning. It was one of the first times where Disney had to start figuring out how to actually create animation that looked as if it was underwater. And I think it holds up as a work of art for that alone. My next movie is about everyone's favorite woke anti-work MLM girl boss babe, Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. So this movie is number eight on my list. I actually love most of how Miyazaki's films, Castle in the Sky, Princess Mononoke. Howl's Moving Castle, I actually read the book before the movie came out, so I don't love that one quite as much. But Kiki's Delivery Service holds a special place in my heart. I think it's a very beautiful coming of age story about a witch running her own little like bread delivery business. It's actually super cute and the animation as always is super charming. At number seven on my list is the movie The Lord of the Rings. So this one I'm going to go ahead and count all three in the trilogy as one film. I just think they're amazing movies. The set design, the actors playing in it. Everything is just a labor of love and it comes together in one of the most epic stories possible. To this day, I can't think of another fantasy story that is as epic and arching as this one is. I also really value a lot of Tolkien's idealism as far as like pastoralism versus industrialization. And I think that it's a story that holds up today very well when we're all being crushed by the boot of these corporations that are devastating our planet. It, there's definitely some lessons to still be pulled from there. My favorite film in the trilogy is the second one. Particularly, there's a few scenes that I love, but when those tree ants come running out of the forest to help the allied races take down Sauron's tower and everything, that was so epic and I loved it. I think that this often happens when you have trilogies where the first movie, it's kind of like the quest is still winding up. And then when you get into the third movie, it has to have all these big climactic action scenes. And in the second movie of Lord of the Rings, you definitely get a lot of those action scenes, but I feel like it does a really good job of fleshing out the world in much the same way as the second Star Wars film did for that trilogy. 
At number six on my list is the movie Showgirls. This movie starred Elizabeth Berkley. It came out in 1995 and in it she plays this young badass rough and tumble girl named Nomi Malone who is hitchhiking her way to Vegas with the dream of being a dancer. And this movie a lot of people thought it was really bad. I don't think it did very well during its theatrical release. It's had a little bit of a cult following since then but what I love about it is you know Vegas is one of my favorite places to go party so I love kind of that portrayal of Vegas where you can see like the the flashing lights and the glitz and the glamour and the movie definitely exposes a lot of the dark underbelly there too but I just think it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of people who felt like Elizabeth Berkley's acting was really bad. I thought that she was playing it very straight as far as being this like bright-eyed naive girl kind of navigating her way through this like Vegas stardom scene. And one of the things that I love about this movie, and to some degree, like most of the movies on my list, is there was a real earnestness to it. So even if you don't like it, I felt like the characters were being real, the director was being real. And I say real is in the sense of like they were being authentic, like they were honestly trying to put forth a good work. And I think when you look at the, the finished product and the value and everything that it has in there, I think you can definitely see that honesty in it. At number five on my list is the movie Mean Girls. I think that Tina Fey is an amazing writer and this is easily one of the most quotable movies ever. It's about this teenage girl named Katie Heron who has been on safari in Africa with her parents for most of her life and then she comes back to America and she's going into high school and she's drawing comparisons to kind of like the, the animal hierarchies that you see in the school. And I think it's a really interesting exploration of that. And also it's just super hilarious. One thing that I don't necessarily love about it is we have a lot of mid-20s actresses portraying high school kids. For example, Rachel Adams was 25. And so for me in high school, when I first saw this movie, it definitely kind of gave me some body image issues. But that aside, I actually think that Rachel Adams is an excellent actress, kind of the perfect person to play Regina George because she has this genuine politeness and kindness to her to where she's able to give that facade so well, even though we know like what a sinister and uncomfortable kind character she actually is in the film. For years after this, like me and my coworkers, when I worked in urgent care, we would wear pink scrubs on Wednesdays because on Wednesdays we wear pink. And so for me, this movie is definitely just one that's kind of shaped a lot of my sense of humor and one that I really enjoy. All right, really quick, we need to do a wardrobe change for this next one. Number four on my list is the movie Birds of Prey. So this one also has a lot of haters, but let me tell you what I love about it. First off, Margot Robbie did an excellent job. She absolutely brings Harley Quinn to life. She's an incredible actress. She's beautiful and super talented. Right now, she's working on a potential upcoming Tank Girl movie, which is also a movie that I absolutely love. And so I kind of feel like maybe she was channeling a little bit of Laura Petty in this one. And quite frankly, we got everything that I could ask for out of a good superhero movie. We had excellent action, we had great costuming, and I really just enjoyed the music and how fun it was as a show. Watching Harley Quinn team up with the other Birds of Prey to like, I don't know, basically emancipate her as her own woman separate from the Joker. Overall, just a really good movie. And it brought me one of my favorite breakfast sandwiches. I actually made it here for y'all. So you take a ciabatta roll, you got bacon, you got egg, you got American cheese, and a little bit of hot sauce on the top. 
Fuck that's good. I think I just need to work on this for a minute. All right, we're good. At number three on my list is the movie Stardust. This was written by Neil Gaiman, who does such a great job with writing fantasy. In the movie Stardust, we have kind of a, a nerdy young man who is trying to impress this girl in his village because he wants to marry her. And so he goes over this magical wall and into this magical world to procure a fallen star for her, to show her his love. But the thing is that this girl is kind of a snotty little brat. And so along the way, he goes on this big epic adventure where he meets Clara Danes, who is the fallen star. Actually in this world, she is now like personified as a person. And so those two kind of develop their relationship. And as he kind of like builds confidence and competency in himself, he realizes how messed up that other girl was and does not end up going with her. But we get Michelle Pfeiffer as a sexy witch, we get Robert De Niro as a sky pirate, and just lots of fun fantasy adventure in this one. So it's a beautiful story and I love it. At number two on my list is the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. So this movie, if you've seen it, you'll understand immediately why I love it so much. First off, I feel like it's one of the few movies within the last few years that actually has an important message as far as confronting nihilism and finding the joy in existing in these bleak times. But as if that wasn't enough, we also have amazing set design. I love the use of color and cluttered frames. And even with like the subtitles and the super text and how they interpose those. And then the acting was just phenomenal. Literally everybody in this cast, Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis, like everybody in this movie was amazing. It had great action sequences, great humor, and was a joy to watch. Finally, at number one on my list is the movie Wonder Woman. So back when this movie first came out, it had a tagline in the advertising. It was power, grace, wisdom. And I thought that was so stupid. Like you wouldn't say Iron Man, power, grace, wisdom. But then when I actually watched the movie, I realized that it wasn't talking about grace as in elegance. It was talking about grace as in forgiveness. So when we look at the psychology of our superheroes, one of the things that sets them apart from these more modern cynical superheroes like you would see in the boys is that a lot of these old school superheroes like Captain America and Wonder Woman and Superman, they actually, at their core being, they want to help people. So Wonder Woman is from the island of Themyscira, which is where all the Amazons, a group of women warriors live. And she comes out into the world of man and she's a bit naive to the world. And she's confronted with war and strife and kind of the ugliest things you could possibly see in the world. And when she's confronted with that, I think a natural response could be, oh my God, this is terrible. I need to end this. And, you know, she might also even recoil into herself a little bit more, kind of going, you know what? I understand why the Amazons left y'all. But when Wonder Woman is confronted with all that, she actually turns the other cheek and she goes, you know what? I want to help these people. To me, that's a beautiful exploration of who she is as a superhero. Aside from that, I think that there's just a lot of amazing details in this movie. For example, I love the fact that they used female athletes instead of models to play the Amazons. When I would watch them train and work out, the whole movie really just kind of made me feel strong and empowered in a way that I've never experienced in a superhero movie before this or after this. And then going back to those little details, there's things like the throne room scene where in a lot of traditional Greek architecture, you have a strong use of 
columns, whereas in this one, they used kind of a spiral shape on the throne to give it a more sapphic feel. This is an island of strong, powerful women. And so overall, this movie really touched me and I can't give it enough credit for that. So thank you so much for watching my list today. I had so much fun making this video. Please give a like and subscribe and do all those youtube -y things um, for my sandwich here. It's not me who wants it, it's the sandwich. Anyways, thanks again for watching. Love you so much. And until next time, this is Pretty Guardian, logging out.